Hey y'all, welcome to the Anxiety Warriors podcast. We are your hosts, Margo and Abby. We are friends, teachers, and storytellers, but above all, we're anxiety warriors on a mission to raise awareness and understanding about anxiety and mental health. You will hear honest, engaging, and joyful stories from us and many other anxiety warriors about living with anxiety. If you're seeking a space to laugh, connect, feel inspired and empowered, and learn valuable tips rooted in mindfulness and more, your warrior community is here for you. Join us as we navigate this journey of life together. Welcome, warriors. Yay! Yeah. Woohoo! So long, farewell, of readers and good night. Thank you. I'm glad you. <laughs> no, nope. I was like, no. I, was I like, can no sing thanks. it in my head, but I will not say it correctly. <laughs> what, Avidersane? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. No. Now I have to hear you try to say it. No. What? what? I have to. I have to prep. That's not one of my like go-to musicals. That's like a musical okay. I know from a kid. Like, you know, when you're a kid and you hear a song and you interpret it in a certain way and then later on you sing it and you're like, wow, those are definitely not the words that I thought they were when I was a kid. Sure, but it's another language. It's a, So it's like you get a pass just for trying a word in a language that isn't yours. Correct. But I'm also doing it through the lens of like a 10-year-old trying to do it, not knowing okay. if it is another language. You know what I'm saying? Like, okay. I'd have to like hear it as a grown up. That's not one of my go to show tunes in my Spotify playlist that I listen to. So- <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Never mind it. then. Okay. <laughs> I expect you to practice and come back to us later with your, your set, your pronunciation. Uh, anyway. Avita Zang or whatever. See, there you <laughs> That's go. pretty good. You did it. You did good. Everyone, three cheers for Abby. Hip hip hooray. Okay. So, Warriors. Today, we're going to be talking a little bit about how it feels to say goodbye to groups of people. Yes. Right. We did kind of like our mundane episode a while back about hellos and goodbyes and like yeah. the awkwardness and the different for me. Like when we say different. groups of people, like it's yeah. not like I'm going to a place and there's it's like spending time, like focused, mm-hmm. vulnerable time with a group of people and saying goodbye. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Versus like going to like a random ass party. Yeah. And then being like, goodbye. Right. Like <laughs> <laughs> you slipped into your small talk, the bear voice just now. <laughs> he likes to shine through. Right. You want to right. be part of the combo. hundred percent. And we, we love to hear it. We love to hear it. <laughs> um, so yeah, the focus today is going to be more about like when we've been in community in a loving, like you said, just now a loving, vulnerable space with people mm-hmm. that we know well, or even if there are people that we've just connected with over the course of a few days or a week or some time or whatever. And then we Mm -hmm. feel a closeness to them, what it feels like to suddenly go back to your normal life, to go back to the quote unquote real world Mm -hmm. um, and how those goodbyes can sometimes be maybe a little bit more stickier or bring more sadness to your heart or suddenly being back to back to normal feels um, kind of isolating or even strange. Yeah. All right. So kick us off. Okay. So, um, so I think for me, it's like a combination of some separation anxiety and anxious attachment anxiety, right? Mm. It's like a little blend of both. Um, but like, even like recently I was reading, like, do you remember like in sixth grade, like if your school ended in sixth grade before you went to middle school and high school, um, 
you would get these like signature books or album books and everyone would, and it's not a yearbook, right? We didn't have yearbooks in my sixth grade. Everyone would like sign it and like wish you well in it. And like, it'd be like a little journal and, you know, you would get the teachers and, you know, do you remember those at all? Well, we had yearbooks. Like when we graduated oh, in elementary school, when we graduated elementary and middle, we had yearbooks. I mean, obviously they were like small and like, you know, cheap, but they were technically yearbooks. Wow. Yes. Wow. Looking at but... you, Woodstock Elementary. What's up, man? <laughs> it's, I the hope you've vibe, evolved. it's the same vibe. <laughs> same vibe. No pictures. Yeah. Um, no pictures. Okay. Yeah. It was no, it was like a little notebook or a journal. So I recently found that and I read it and and it was like from like the last week of school and my 11 year old heart was so heartbroken about mm. leaving elementary school. And like I literally like I wish I actually had it with me right now so I could just read it, even though my 11 year old self would be mortified. It was like, who am I without these people? And mm. how are we all going to be without each other? Because like it was such a loving wonderful community in elementary school. Right. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I felt like I'll never be the same again. And I'm leaving a part of myself here at Woodstock elementary. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, so that sentiment happens to me a lot. (laughs) Like (laughs) it really does. Like, even though like it, you know, at 11 years old, I'm like, who am I? And where, you know, what's going to happen and how are y'all going to change? Like, Right. It's still that that feeling. And for me, just like you mentioned at the beginning, it like felt isolating because it didn't seem like all my friends felt that way. Right. Mm-hmm. It didn't feel like they were all like, oh, my gosh, I'm acknowledging a transition and things are going to change and they're not going to be the same. And it doesn't mean it's bad or good. Right. But I just felt like for me, I felt so lonely in the uncertainty of going to middle school. Right. Right. Um, and then even when um we graduated from high school i know i felt the same way again it was like oh my gosh like all these big changes and like my best friends are we all going to be best friends and how are we going to stay in touch because really no one had cell phones and no one definitely like didn't have apple iphones right you know like we'd aim. sure we're going to stay in touch through aol right. you know yeah um And I remember even getting like very, very sick right before I was supposed to go to college, right? Where like, it was like, oh my gosh, am I even going to go on the day that I'm supposed to arrive? And was that a little bit from stress? Was I actually sick? Don't really know, right? Right. Um, But then throughout the years, like I'll do these groups. Like I remember, um, can't think of when it was. Oh, well, all right. I mean, I got really attached to when I worked at the school for the children on the spectrum, right? I got really, like I stayed there so long because I was so attached to the people that I worked with, my coworkers. And it wasn't until they put me in a different classroom that I was Mm -hmm. like, oh, okay, now I'm good to leave. Like, screw this. I'm not attached to these new people. Now I can go find another job, right? But it was years before I felt like I could like leave that community without feeling like leaving a part of me behind. Um, and then I just like, remember like stuff like going to like the empowerment workshop, right. Where it's like four days of being together with the same people. And like our workshop was so intense. It was like from 8 AM to 10 PM on, um, Saturday on Sunday on Monday, it was like 8 AM to 6 PM. Right. It was like, and you're just, and then there was a Friday night too. And you're just like with these same people for the whole time, even in like lunch and you're just being super vulnerable and you're sharing parts of yourself. You haven't maybe even acknowledged before this time. 
right? Mm-hmm. And you finally feel like, oh, like, or I finally felt like, oh my gosh, I'm so seen. I finally can be seen as who I am. And I feel so comfortable and safe being myself with these people. And now after four days, it's just over. Mm. And I have to go back to a different reality where like, I have to practice being seen with people that haven't gone through the same thing that I went through. And I'm going to start acting different because I'm trying to make changes in my life and no one's going to really understand. And, you know, Uh, and so, and so for me, the like anxiety of goodbyes Mm. in groups is where like, I, I feel obviously a very like deep connection to the group. It might not be every individual in the group. Like I can already think of in like aside from empowerment, like going through yoga and doing that like 200 hour yoga teacher training. And then when that ends, right. Mm -hmm. Um, Or like doing the mindful schools year long program, like it's the group experience and it's the connections made in the group. And it doesn't mean I like every individual, but at the end of it, when I feel like, there's a shift happening. I get anxiety about the change. Oh, we've been really close this last year and now we're not going to be so close. Things are going to change. We're all not connected because of this thing now. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Oh, we watched each other grow. We like supported each other. We cheered each other on and now it's going to change. Right. You know, and who I am in this group where I feel really safe and comfortable being me I might have a more challenging time doing it day to day in other mm. spaces where we haven't gone through the same thing. Right. Yeah. Cause you're not practicing anymore with groups of people, like you said, that are doing the same thing. They're there because they're like-minded, right? Maybe you, yeah. maybe the circumstances that brought you all there are different. Most of them are probably very different, but then you have this community experience where like in school, right? We're all in the same basket together. Yes, our experiences are different, but we're doing it together, right? Yeah. yeah. And so like when whenever I do these group things, and it's been a while now, I mean, like I did like an online thing, but that did not feel nearly as connected as like in person. Yeah. Um, you know, I I always feel like, I feel like the separation anxiety, like, oh, we're all going to separate. I feel the anxious attachment anxiety because it's like, oh, it's going to be different. We're not all in the same place. Now, like we have to put an effort into the relationship that we were just starting. Right. Um, But I also like always feel, and it's like, even like, I'm thinking about like the mindful schools one, because we were encouraged to bring journals. We had to do like three days of silence. We were encouraged to journal about our experience and everything. And I was like, I already know that I'm going to be heartbroken at the end of this, right? Like Mm. I already know that, and yes, I'm going to be fine. And yes, things are okay, you know, but also I'm just going to really miss the connection of community. And so that's like the, the thought that I have in the, in the um, anxiety of goodbyes is that I always feel like in these connected groups um, that I leave a part of myself behind. Yeah. Yeah. So I can relate in some ways to a lot of what you've shared. Um, I'm curious about a couple of things. So let me ask you a couple of questions. Okay. A lot of what you're saying, well, it seems clear that, or actually you tell me, is it more than the relationships that you were worried about or where the anxiety comes in? Like you're mentioning towards the end there, especially like about having to put in the effort and there's not this group experience keeping us, you know, mm-hmm. spider webbed together. Um, or is it 
uh, about the experience? Like which one weighs heavier? All of it. It's you? like all of it. Like I. So there feel- isn't one that that no. Oh, because it sounded to me like you were speaking mostly about the relationships, the people themselves versus the experience of the mindful schools teacher training or, you know, mm. the empowerment workshop. So yeah. like that's interesting because that's. Yeah. So it's but, all but I, what I will say is that what mindful schools did, what empowerment did, what what my yoga teacher training did, what they all did was they created a safe space for people to be seen. So mm-hmm. that's the experience part of it. Right. Sure. Like the experience is that you can be yourself and you're safe. Right. Right. And so that's also the other like that's where the experience part of it, the connection to the entire group and to the experience of it comes in and yeah. where I feel like you know, especially like when I lived in like New York city and I would have to leave the group experience and go back to New York city. It's like, you got to put some guards up. You just have to, you're riding the subway. Yeah. Not making eye contact, having heartfelt smiles. Right. Right. And, and so, you know, living when I lived in Woodstock, it was a less jarring experience, but still saying goodbye to the people that you heartfelt like connect with, right? You're like, yeah. we are soul sister, right? You're like, we're empowerment sister. Like you make all these things up, right? Um, yeah. And you just feel so connected. And and so saying goodbye to the person, but also saying goodbye to the experience that was created are both yes. like, like pulling at my heartstrings. Right, right. Interesting. I yeah. So the other part of that question was was kind of like, if you had to look at the, if you had to put these two thoughts into two different baskets, right? We have vulnerable experiences like you're talking, like you're talking about, mm-hmm. but then also you mentioned things like leaving school or like the natural progression of a work environment or, mm-hmm. you know, advancing or moving classrooms or whatever. So like what it were, or are some of the difference for differences for you emotionally and physically, like, or are there differences between saying goodbye to these vulnerable experiences and people and places that where this space was cultivated yeah. of vulnerability and being seen and, you know, like you yeah. said, heartfelt smiles and yeah. hand holding and whatever versus like, you still have a lot of like love and strength and connection, connected relationships and say your work environment or your schooling environment. Mm-hmm. Is there a difference? What are some of the, the things that like in your Venn diagram, what's in the middle in terms of like your, how it manifested physically or emotionally? Yeah. So, so as you were asking that, the other thought that came up was like, you know, even like when I went by myself to Australia, right. Mm -hmm. I was like, Hey, I'm going to just go to Australia and live there for a bit. I got a ticket. I moved there. I didn't know anyone. And then I met a bunch of pretty much like, like Brits and became really tight with them. Right. But no one like created a safe space. Right. But we ended up all living together and getting a flat together and finding jobs together and going to the beach to get like, you know, and then when I had to leave that, it was like the same thing. And so what the what the ultimate experience is, whether it's four days with people or six months with people, um, it's like just it's grief. It's grief and it's tingly, anxious attachment. Like I can't explain it more than like feeling like clingy, but you can't cling to anything. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I'm so, and it's so funny that you said grief because I literally wrote that down. I was like, yeah. it sounds like grieving. Yeah. Um. Right. It sounds like a, so what is the grief process for it? Like what, like, 
earlier in what you were sharing during mm-hmm. the first part of your story when you said something to the, something to the effect of like I know I'm I know it's fine and I know mm-hmm. I'm okay and I know I'm going to get through it right it's like the shit that we tell ourselves like mm-hmm. we've been through these types of things before and it's going to be fine but like is that is that step one of the grieving process for you when it comes to this or like what are some of the layers for grieving yeah situation? I mean back in the day right it, it there was like nothing there was like literally I would like be depressed and I would like mm-hmm. lay in my bed and like cling to the memories and cling to the feelings and wish for it back even though that wasn't my current reality right, right so right. for a lot of it it was that until pretty much until like I learned about mindfulness <laughs> And, mm. and I started to notice more of my patterns ahead of time so I could more prepare myself. Um, right. And I think it wasn't until probably the mindful schools um, one, which I did in like, I think that was 2016 into 2017, where I even had the label for grief. I think mm. before then I didn't have the label to understand what I was doing. Right. Or how I was feeling at the end of these amazing experiences. Um, But it was during that year that I learned the many, many ways grief can show up. And one of them is grieving after like really good experiences with good people. Right. And it was like, oh, yeah, grief falls in this category, too. Um, So, you know, I think ultimately what I would do is I would just prepare myself ahead of time. I think starting around like, you know, 2016, like hey, you might really get attached to some people and you might this and you might that. And that's great. And we can savor those feelings and know that part of life is impermanence and know that part of life is changing and know that this is a great experience for what it is and it's going to change while still like honoring the grief that happens afterwards. Yeah, I was going to say, it's like setting yourself up for success in that and also validating the reality that you'll be, that you know you'll be experiencing in short time, right? Yeah. Or eventually, ultimately. Yeah. I think it's so relatable, you know? I think that I'm sure all the warriors listening here, parts of themselves, um, possibly big parts of themselves and so much of what you shared. And I appreciate the fact that you kind of started with things that all of us have experienced, which Mm -hmm. are just like, Hey, transitioning in school, transitioning elementary to middle school from middle school to high school, maybe people move away. Right. Like it. And, and I feel like that part at the very minimum is just like, um, something we've all been through obviously experienced differently, but it's just, it's super interesting. I like, I don't know if I hadn't found that like autograph book, like recently. And when I say recently, it was like in the last year, right? Like, I don't know how long it was in recently, but in the last year, like, I don't know if I would have thought about that. Like, you know, transitioning from sixth grade to seventh grade wasn't a huge trauma for me where if someone ever asked me, I'd be like, yeah, it's fine. Until I read my thoughts as an 11 year old. And I was like, oh my God, I was like heartbroken, you know? So, yeah. So, so I, it was only by reading it that I realized that that is a pattern that goes back so long ago, right? Yeah. Like my entire life. And and yes, I do think that for a lot of people it is a relatable thing, even if it's not the empowerment workshop, right? Even if they didn't do the mindfulness, right. like people can relate. Um, so I want to hear you because when you and I like not recording chatted about this, you were like, yeah, I don't, you know, like groups come and go, but we hadn't actually like flushed out what we meant by groups, right? Like yeah. going to a party, like I don't, I'm not attached at the end of that. 
part i'm like get me out of here right like oh yeah time gotta go right right yeah because parties aren't necessarily vulnerable spaces either and so much of what you're describing at least in everything you've shared so far it's just like where most of the sadness it feels or the anxiety or the you know the grief or whatever comes in is after really really positive experiences and not that and not that um parties can't be positive experiences but there's so many other elements that go into a party. It really depends on what kind of party. Did you make the party? Are you an attendee of the party? Like, I mean, there are a million factors. And yes. so, yes. so it's so funny. God. Yeah. No, I just want to say when you're saying that, it makes me think about like, I've done the Vipassana retreat twice. Mm-hmm. And the first time I did it, it was amazing. Right. Yeah. 12 day silent retreat. I struggled for six days, but after day six, got over a hurdle felt like I was in euphoria. It was amazing. That when I grieved over when I had to come back, mm-hmm. right? Even though I practice being aware and equanimous, right? <laughs> um, but the second Vipassana retreat, I was like, get me out of here, 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 get me out of here. <laughs> so when it ended, there was no grief. I was like, right on. You were like right? skipping. <laughs> yeah. So, so it was like the same thing, but that was where like the experience made the attachment different mm. the, the grief or the separation different right anyways that yeah. when you were talking about the party that's what that made me no think. I'm so glad you brought that up yeah. because it's like you had the exact same or what would have been the exact same experience but yet you didn't right it yeah. was a completely different experience probably for a whole shit ton of factors yes. but it was a different experience and so there was no grieving there was no anxiety about it ending or you know all of that so super I'm really glad that you brought that back up um yeah yeah. So it's so funny. So you mentioned like that we talked about this very briefly when we were just chatting about this topic last week. And since then, I've been thinking about it a lot. And mm. I did think of a few um, examples. So Warriors, you know, Abby and I chatted about this and I wasn't sure I would have as much to say or, you know, a lot of a lot of my own personal experience or story about um saying goodbye after like a good experience or to specific people after a long period of time or whatever. And, um, it turns out that's not the case that there, wow. there are definitely <laughs> elements, no, nothing to do with school. That's for sure. Um, <clears throat> although when you were talking, it was kind of like, yeah, okay. I remember like transitions were hard, but they were mostly mm-hmm. fueled by my fear of the unknown and being in a new environment. Mm-hmm. So they were, you know, it was mostly about my environment, my, my sensory experience. And less about, <clears throat> excuse me, leaving like leaving a building or leaving teachers or any of that. Um, I will say high school, leaving high school was probably out of the three, right? The three blocks of schooling that you do as a child was definitely the hardest. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also, I just don't, I don't have any tangible or visceral memories of it being like traumatizing or right even like super light trap. Like, I really just don't remember it being a, an issue. It was kind of just like, oh, I can't believe this is ending. Um, and, and it ended on a high note. It wasn't like, oh, cause I can't wait to get out of here. Like I was, I was sad to leave high school, but again, it was mostly because I was afraid of what was next mm-hmm. and less about like leaving people or groups or whatever. Um, and I think it was part of that is because a lot of my relationships to my friends in high school were already changing. Mm. They were already shifting. Not with everyone, but with a good amount of them. And yeah. so I think a big part of me was just kind of like, okay, I'm ready to 
be away from some of these people and meet new groups of people or not. <laughs> yeah. Um, right. Cause as we know, I, you know, I really, I love solitude. I, I love silence and um, I definitely feel like I'm fueled by being an introvert and my alone time and whatever. And so, and I, what, I didn't go away to school until after I got my associate's degree. And so I stayed home and went to community college and worked for a year before mm -hmm. I, you know, mm -hmm. decided to go upstate to college to finish my um, bachelor's degree. Uh, and so the first kind of memory I have of it being like, oh my gosh, I can't believe this is ending and I'm so sad and I have to grieve this or figure out what this is, which I did again, I didn't, like you said, I didn't have some of the language when I was like in my early twenties Yeah, was when I was leaving the house that I lived in with my friends from college. Mm -hmm. That was, that felt like something I felt like I was desperate to hold on to yes. the freedom, the independence these things that like, I didn't have, you know, especially cause I didn't move out when I was 18. Like I knew I was not ready to move out to go stay at a dorm or live with people when I was 18, too much anxiety for that. <laughs> so yeah. I stayed home and I went to school and I worked and I did that. And then in between school and me going away to school, I stayed home for a year and just worked and lived in my parents' house, you know? And so when I only spent two years up at Cortland and I grew very attached to groups of people my dance team, the people I lived with. Um, and so it was, that was my first memory, like that popped in my head after you and I talked about this, where I was mm. like, I think that's the earliest memory I have of being like truly sad that like yeah. something was ending. And it definitely had to do with like, I felt like I was finding my adult self a little bit in that time and having some separation from my family of origin, who I was very close with still and still am and always was, but there was just something different about being away at school and literally doing and thinking and doing saying and doing anything I wanted at any moment. It felt like so much freedom and control. And so I remember distinctly when I, when we were packing up our house, like I had like a gift for everyone. And like, I made them all come and sit on my bed and like a couple of them were kind of like, like playfully. Cause you know, we loved each other. We're like rolling their eyes. Like, okay, Margo, like with the sappy shit. And like for them, it was kind of, well, not everyone, but for a couple of them, you could tell that they were just kind of like, okay, they were just yes. fine. Yep. And I was just like, why isn't everybody sad that we're right. not going to live together anymore? You know? Yes. And so there was elements of that for sure. And as far as I didn't, I wasn't coping with it, but I also didn't, it, it didn't hurt me super badly. Like, I just remember that those were the first time I remembered those feelings, mm -hmm. but I would say I got home and I was okay. Like in, in short order, like it was back to normal and everything was fine. Um, and I had no real, for, for me, when it came to work stuff, those types of goodbyes were so ready. I was mm -hmm. so ready by the time I left different jobs and whatever, I was so ready to leave mm -hmm. that. Like I was doing that thing you were doing out of your, you know, second Vipassana, which I was just skipping the fuck out. And I, and I knew that I would have all the good stuff and the good people that were worth my time and energy in the mm -hmm. future with me still. And so I didn't have a lot of anxiety about about leaving because I knew that a, my relationships with work people were pretty boundaried, even the ones that I was close with. And so I felt like, Hey, we'll keep in touch, but we didn't have deep, really severely deep heartfelt relationships. And so I wasn't, I didn't feel like I'm leaving behind 
people that I love. And it's just like, I love, I had love for them, but I didn't love them. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, And then, you know, the next time I remember having like, again, like that same wave of like, when I left living with people in college was when we got married, when we went to DR for our, mm-hmm. our destination wedding, our, all of our best friends and family came to this wedding and we all spent over a week together in paradise and celebrating our love and hanging out and, you know, drinks by the pool and playing beer pong and going to the beach and, and then the celebration of our marriage. Like, so there were so many amazing moments where if I close my eyes, I can still, I'm still there. I can smell things and feel things and see things and hear things. And so I remember being like really grief stricken mm-hmm. when we left DR. It was like, it was, that was my first, like, I'm heartbroken to leave this, this, this experience. Yeah. Yep. Um, and so, yeah, it felt, that felt just like, holy shit. Like, I don't want to, this was one of the best weeks of my life, you know, up until that point, certainly. And um, it was so memorable and joyful and yeah. So like that, that was hard. Yeah. I remember that was hard. Um, but then I still had like that, oh, but we're having a reception three weeks from now, right? So, had so it was like, we're not like going to have this group attention. experience, but like, we're all going to be together celebrating more in just three weeks, you know, it's fine. And mm-hmm. and so that was sort of like something that held me off, held, you know, held held me in that moment. Um, yeah, I mean, those, those couple of examples were like the things that really um, came into my heart. And then in recent times, the the last thing I'll share about it, it was in more recent times. Um, it was about going on like weekenders with friends mm-hmm. and people, some, some of them are friends that I only had for a couple of years, a short time, but because my relationships and I've talked a lot about this and like our friendship episodes and stuff, my relationships now, even with my old friends that I still have that I love so dearly. And those are like my ride or dies and my new friends our connection is so different because we have to work so hard to keep it up because it mm-hmm. takes so much effort. I feel like I'm a lot more present in my body when I'm with these people than I remember being with other groups of people or in other situations because everything about growing older and being together feels more time pressured. <laughs> that Maybe that sounds a little dark, but like it feels like fuck, this is precious. I want to just like be here and feel it all. And so then when I'm leaving that situation, a big part of me is like what we were talking about before about the parties is like, okay, I I'm a little bit petered out energy wise. It's been an emotional roller coaster. It's been laughs and crying and all the things. And, and it's been so precious, but it's also been exhausting physically and emotionally. And so like, I'm part of me is ready for that separation and like going back to my normal life. And then that other part of me is just like, but now that moment's over. And then like, when's the next one? Right. And trying to plan for the next one. Um, so yeah, yeah, those are how this, this kind of thing is like showed up. Yeah. So, so same question back to you, but I feel like I already, so for you it's, it's, and I, I, I'm, I feel like the way I say this is not going to sound right, but I think you'll get what I mean. Like it's less about the people and more about the experience. Mm. no 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 right either no it feels like it's everything like you said okay (laughs) okay 
it's everything either or it's an all yeah i really like yeah no it's got to be everything at least with those those few examples that i just gave you maybe not with every you know if i really wanted to rack my brain and think of everything right but no in those examples no it's definitely everything yeah it's all of it yeah so what do you aside from relief that you're going to get alone time um (laughs) what are your other like sensation, like, remember I said, like, I feel like a little bit like clingy, but nothing to cling on to. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, or like, I feel anxiety in my body, obviously, because we're talking about anxiety with goodbye. Right. I feel like a yeah. little anxious or uncomfortable. Like, do you have any sensations at the end of something yeah. um, or feelings along with relief? Um, It is, it's a, it's weird because it's a weight it's a weighty feeling and it's also a weight lifting feeling mm-hmm. at the same mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. It's, it feels odd to say that, right. It's like, but this, this, the thought of two things are true. Two things can be true. I, there are moments and waves. It feels like waves in my body. So like picturing something that's moving from my head to my toe or mm-hmm. from my toes to my head that feels like, Oh God, I'm, I'm, I feel heavy and sad and grief stricken mm-hmm. and like, you know, now what kind of feeling? And then a few minutes later, I feel a wave of lightness and airiness and just kind of like excitement for quote unquote normalcy, mm-hmm. you know, like the mm-hmm. mundane, mm-hmm. the everyday it's, and that's like mostly, again, it's, yeah, it's related to my home, my home environment mm-hmm. or just an environment that feels extremely familiar. Right. And so like, um, yeah, I would say that those are the sensations it's, it's about, it's about a feeling heavy or light or both. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I get it. I feel it when you say that. I like the duality. Yeah, that's it. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I, I would, I would describe my anxiety differently. Yeah. In, when it comes to this, yeah. usually my anxiety feels buzzy. It feels like energy. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It feels like all over the place and like haggard breathing and, you know, a, a dysregulated nervous system. And, but there's something about the, the knowing something's coming, mm-hmm. right? you know, of the leaving of the goodbye or whatever that feels either like a, a a mix of excitement and feeling ready and like a, I actually would prefer to just be weighed down in this moment and just like not have this end. Right. Yeah. Right. I mean, it sounds a little bit more like an acceptance of impermanence, right? Like when you're like, I have this yeah. thing to look forward to. It's like, yes, this is great. And right. there's something yeah. else coming up, right? Like, yeah. right. That is the practice, I think. I, if I would say that's the practice. It's telling, it's saying, but it, it's it's over, but it's not over, right? right? And yes, it's more work and and it's effort, right? But the effort is joyful, typically, mm-hmm. right? And if it's never, if I, I I I guess I assume that if it's not joyful, then I'm not gonna, I won't do it. I'm not right. looking for it. I'm not seeking it anyway, so it doesn't matter. So not looking for that twelve day vipassana retreat. No. Although it sounds, you know, if, if it, I could, I would do a weekend. I would do a long weekend. I don't know. If, I wish that were a thing. Yeah. Is that a thing? There's definitely Probably. like weekend silent retreats. The Pasana is very, um, no, it's too long. It's long. Me. It's, it is, it is long there. They, 
I get why they do what they do. Um, not everyone in the mindfulness field, uh, agrees with their version of a, of a 10 day silent retreat, 12 days sure. really. Um, but, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. You, I think they do weekends as well. All right. Maybe I'll look. Not the possible. I do love other places. Yeah. Right. 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 Yeah. I do. The I love. For me, it would be about the no reading or other mm-hmm. things. That's no phones. The no. Well, right. Uh, that to me, yeah. I'm fine with that. I'm okay with. Yeah. That. No, that's um, a nice thing. Yeah. Yeah, but like not having the ability to like read words. I think that would be um, the hardest part. Yeah, that would be the hardest part for me because I think the silence. I'm not saying it'd be easy because I know it wouldn't. But I think that I would get to the place of feeling okay faster when it comes to just not talking, yeah, or not not conversing with people, or not making eye contact. Yeah, it's all that. Yeah, that part's super easy. (laughs) (laughs) It's just gonna be about like connecting to nothing else, right? Your brain just needing something to keep it occupied. Yep. Right. Yeah, that part. So yeah. So well, maybe we'll try it. Maybe I'll try it and report back, but. Anywho, so I think, Warriors, what we'd love for you to consider is some of the ways that um, saying goodbye to groups of people, situations, experiences, whether they be vulnerable or normal, mundane, um, groups of um, people that you have a a special relationship with, uh, or at least a relationship that was connected, you know, via the same experience, what does leaving them or knowing that the experience is going to have an ultimate end do to your anxiety? Mm-hmm. How, how does it affect your anxiety? Does it give you anxiety? Um, what are some of the physical and emotional manifestations in your thoughts and your body when you sit with remembering moments in your life where you had to say goodbye to a a person or people or a group or an experience. And how did you come through it? How did you navigate it? Maybe you're in the middle of it right now, or you're already thinking about a situation that's coming up soon where you know that that'll be part of your reality in short order. Um, And so just take any amount of time today or this week to reflect on it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Marco. Do you have a win of the week? Win of the week. <laughs> I feel like it gets sometimes it gets slower <laughs> every time we sing it. <laughs> there was like a full one second pause before you got to the high pitched version. I mean, I win had to like prep week. myself for that. That that pause was okay. Go up checking and your throat. The, you know, yeah, yeah exactly. Love it. Uh, sure. I have a win this week. Um, my win is just getting over some tech stuff tech, without T-E-C-H. any help. Tech. Yeah, that's huge. That I was able to huge. troubleshoot a problem <gasps> in our booking system for wow. for our, you know, our, our kids yoga studio, yeah. um, small business that I have opened. And I figured that fucking shit out myself. Nice. Nice. I didn't I'm have to call for that. the company. That's I didn't have to get win. Adam. Yes. I like, I solved a problem and it, and it had to navigate the website that I'm still very much like a zygote in terms of mm-hmm. learning this mm-hmm. website. 
I'm as I'm like a fetus when it comes to all tech stuff. It feels like that. I, I don't feel secure and comfortable with pretty much anything that's considered tech. Yeah. Except for maybe like the toilet, the the sink. Don't ask me to fix those things, but I can I can use them. They don't give me anxiety. Using my phone tech, but I understand they are. It is tech. At one point they were technology. Yeah. It's tech now. I mean, Adam and I had like a fakey argument the other day about how like literally everything is connected to tech Correct. now. Like right. our entire lives are, cause I'm always joking, not really being serious about like wanting to live off the grid completely. And like, yeah. I wish that were a reality, but he's kind of like, but you'd be, you wouldn't just be giving up your phone and your computer and the things right. that you're thinking of. You'd be giving up like literally anything. I was just yeah. like, wait, but we would just go back to the time where you could turn on the lights. He was just like, yeah, but the lights are attached to this thing. It's just like, oh shit. Okay, fine, fine, whatever. Mm-hmm. Anyway, getting off the point. My win is that I figured out some shiitake that I needed I needed help with. But yeah. guess who helped me? I you, did. Margo. I did that shit. Tech expert. This girl. Yeah. <laughs> that might be pushing it. But and like if you got me a shirt for the holidays that said tech expert, I would just laugh and never wear it. <laughs> well. Because <laughs> I don't like lying. You become what you believe. Mm, oh. <laughs> everyone know. Everyone better know that Abby's joking when she says <laughs> We know how Abby feels about manifesting. I'm joking and I'm serious. It's true. Sure. Yeah. If you really wanted to become a tech expert and you believed in yourself, I believe you could become a tech expert. You just don't. But it wouldn't just be about believing. It'd be about having to do all the effort of learning and figuring out. That's part of the belief. You have to have the take action to get to the belief. Nope. (laughs) Not when it comes to that. But anyway, I did it in this situation and I'm proud and I'm happy. So there's my small, tiny win. To me, it's a big It's a win. huge win. For you, I know because you know me so yeah. well. It's a big win. Yeah. So yeah. Nice. That is it. That's All right. Good. Nailed it. All right, Warriors. We love you so much. Thanks for hanging out with us again this week. If you'd like to connect with us for any reason, you can join our Instagram fam or at Anxiety Warriors Podcast on IG, or you can feel free to shoot us an email at anxietywarriorspodcast at gmail.com. Let us know your wins of the week, your topic ideas, anything you want to hear us chat about. Shout it out. Let's hear it. Or if you think you would be an amazing guest on our show, we'd love to hear from you about that too. Mm-hmm. Let's help you tell your anxiety story here on the pod. Yeah. Please take a moment and smash that five-star rating on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're tuning in right now. Like and subscribe to our YouTube channel. All of our episodes are uploaded for you over there. And if you're feeling generous and you also want something fun for yourself, grab um, grab something fun for yourself at our Threadless Merch Shop, which mm-hmm. is... Um, the link you can find that in our show notes. Yeah, do it. Click do that it. link. Get some some fancy stuff. It's real fancy over there. It is kind of fancy. It's fancy. It's good quality stuff. Mm-hmm. Cute. It's fun. Mm-hmm. Useful. Mm-hmm. I mean, all of the wrong. above depends what you click on. Can't go wrong. Can't go wrong. Thank you all so much for going on this journey with us. We're so grateful to get to do this with you all. Till next time.